I personally believe that Joni is, she's the reason we're here. I think Joni is responsible for the Marvel Universe, right? Because, uh, you know. She's responsible for my universe, right, that's but, for sure. But, you know, th there's that story I mean, where you were going to quit, right? Now I see what you were leading up. You are clever, and the way you get around. This is, this is all about Joni. We wouldn't be here. This wouldn't be happening. I was doing the comics, and um, my publisher, Martin Goodman, told me how he wanted them done. A lot of action, a lot of fight scenes, not too much dialogue. Our readers don't like to read dialogue. And don't use any big words. They're not good at vocabulary. Just concentrate on the fight scenes. That's what they like. Well, I can write a fight scene, I think, as well as anybody, but that's not what I wanted to spend my life doing. I said, how about characterization? How about caring for the characters and building them? Give me fight scenes. So I went home, and I said to Joni, you know, honey, I think I'd like to quit. I can see this job is a dead end. It's going to lead to nothing. I might as well leave now and try to find something else to do. And then the thing you're leading up to, mm -hmm. she gave me the world's greatest advice. She said, why don't you do one book the way you'd want to do it? The worst that'll happen, he'll fire you, but you want to quit anyway. At least you'll have gotten it out of your system. I thought that was good advice. So I did the Fantastic Four, which was more the type of story I wanted to do. It wasn't all fight scenes, and I had four characters that I could give different personalities to each one and so forth. And um, I did it. I didn't hear much from Martin about it until 30 days later when the sales figures came in. And he said, hey, Stan, you know that Fantastic Four? It did well. It sold more than any of our other books. How about if you do a few more titles like that? And that's what started the whole thing. So bottom line, guys, thank you to Joni, right? If not, if not for Joni, yeah. I'd be um, sitting here. No, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd, probably I'd be, be a mall cop. I'm I'd be sure. outside saying, hey, you got a nickel? Yeah. <laughs> It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. You will not call me! It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Welcome back to the third episode of Comic Book Bullies, where Nerd is the new bully. And uh, third time is a charm. I uh, want to introduce ourselves for those that haven't heard us before. I'm Leroy, and this is my co-host. This is Eli. What's up? Hey, Eli. Well, I, we had a good run, didn't we? We did. We had a good run. Uh, we always start the show off with bad news, it seems like. We, uh... uh yeah, it seems like this week we had some tragic news, and we want to go ahead and do some house cleaning before we actually get started with the actual show portion of it, because I know 
know you guys want to hear what's what's going on and what we think about Spider-Man. But we do have to talk about the uh, the tragic loss of Joan Lee, the wife of uh, Stan Lee, the co-creator of Spider-Man. So it all kind of ties in together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just 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 came out of nowhere. I mean, it's kind of it's, it's sad news. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we really know any much much more about, you know, Joan Lee, you know, as much as we know about Stanley, but you know what they always say behind every man is a you know a good woman, mm-hmm. and Stan was also telling us about this story one time that you know he was about to you know completely quit writing comics. He was like he wanted to write comics a certain way, his but comics they always view comics as for kids. They just want to like don't try to make the complicated stories complicated. Don't worry about making good stories. Just write shit because the kids are gonna buy this shit anyway. He's yeah. like I don't want to write this shit, so I'm just gonna. Write Right. I'm just going to just get out of the business. So it was Jones idea to tell him before you quit, before you got the business and never walk back again for your last story. Write the story that you always want to tell. Write stories with complex characters. Write stories that, you know, don't don't write a comic book story. Write a real story. So he decided to make the Fantastic Four. You know, he decided to make a a, a, a story where the heroes aren't just, you know, cookie cutter. One note. They're all the same. They have different persons personalities they sometimes clash with each other they sometimes argue with each other they're not perfect they make mistakes and that was the first time to do that so she encouraged him to take that step to to write the stories he wanted to make and and we are now yeah that was the start that was the genesis of the whole marvel universe pretty much i mean shit (laughs) that that was the marvel universe and and from that point on that was how you write comics like from then on if you don't write comics like this you're not going to sell you know, mm-hmm. uh, because before Stan Lee got into the business, every every comic book character, every superhero was cut and paste the exact same personality. Like you can change the the word bubbles with each hero and it wouldn't matter because it was all the same personality. So Stan, you know, took the next step to add personalities, like not just create a, a hero, but create a character. And Joan was the one that pushed him to that level. So, yeah, without her, we wouldn't have Stan writing these stories. And without Stan writing stories like comic books probably would have just died off, you know. Yeah. None yeah. of us would probably be nerds, you know. We, we'd probably, you know, be athletes or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, uh, rest in peace to Joan Lee. Uh, thank you for everything. Oh, if uh, she actually had a, I'm gonna give you some tri- trivia, Eli. I want to see if you know this. Okay. She actually had a trivia in a Marvel movie. A trivia with Stan. Yeah, I'm giving you a trivia. Uh, she had a she had a, a cameo in, in a Marvel movie with Stan. Hmm. What movie was that? Oh crap! I don't know. Let me. I had uh, <laughs> one of the MCU movies. It ain't like uh, it ain't like Blade or anything like that. Is <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It was not an MCU movie. Or was it? Was it one of the X Men movies then? It was one of the X Men movies. Oh, then I would know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you don't watch the X Men movies? Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll go ahead. And I did. I just didn't like them that much. So. <laughs> well, it was one of the shitty ones, so I got to give you. Tip. <laughs> okay. So, for all the listeners out there, I want you to go back and look at X Men Three: The Last Stand. She was in that in the, in the scene when uh, Jean Grey was freaking out when she was a kid, and the neighborhood started going nuts with cars flying all over the place. Excuse me. Um, there was a scene where Stan Lee was hugging Joan. Because their car was flying in the air because Gene was with the cars. And next to them was Chris Claremont. 
Oh no shit. Chris Claremont was the writer of the Dark Phoenix saga, so he had a cameo in that movie also. So, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't don't remember that at all. But I just remember I just it, remember I'm the Joker. You just blocked block that movie. You just blocked block that movie from pretty, your consciousness altogether, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like let's just pretend that never happened. You know? yeah. Oh man, so yeah, but let, moving on from that, I guess we can go to the next portion of our. Uh, of our podcast that we always do. And, and a lot of people think that, you know, we always clown about how we just kind of just go off the top of our head, just do whatever. We actually do have a structure kind of on this show. We we have a guideline. I won't say structure, we have a guideline. And the next guideline we usually do is the box office numbers. And for this week, it's actually been pretty exciting because the box office numbers are kind of crazy. So, number one in the box office is, Le- Eli, let you have it. Is it Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. By yeah. a wide mark. <laughs> like not even close. So yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming uh, cleaned up this weekend. Uh, we also have number two coming in, Despicable Me Three, which is, you know, still hanging in there. It's still putting some numbers. I think it's like number three, number just second week or something like that. Not really sure. It's whatever. Uh, number two, no, no, number three on there is Baby Driver. Uh, the movie Eli didn't see. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Did you see that yet? Didn't see Baby Driver. I want to see it. I should check it out. Now, now, does Baby Driver have anything to do with the Ryan Gosling Baby the Driver movie? I don't think so. I I don't think so. Okay, it's not like a prequel or anything like that. No, that would be cool. They should make a prequel. I I think they should. But it's Edgar Wright. But I don't mean. Yeah, so it's Edgar Wright. I know the other movie was directed by by some other art house guy or something, whatever. But yeah, Uh, yeah, number four is Wonder Woman. Still wow. hanging in there. This is kind of insane. This is a month out, and it's yeah. still in the top five. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty Six awesome. Six Dig Wonder uh, Woman. Yeah. And number five is Transformers The Last Night. Whoa. So, big <laughs> drop off there. What is it, like, third? it's the third week, I think. Third week, so it's dropped down pretty low on that one. I, but, totally, I totally forgot that was even out. <laughs> oh, they're going to make sure you don't forget about Transformers. But here's the thing. Transformers beat Cars 3. Wow. Yes. So it's like that's kind of that's kind of shocking to me. You thinking Cars Three would be kind of up there, but yeah, you got Cars Three falling down. You got the house next. You got the big, big sick. I don't know what that is. Hell, I don't even know what the house. I, the house is that's a Will Ferrell movie, right? Is it, oh, I think so. Yeah, with the casino. Where you, yeah, I, I haven't seen a Will Ferrell movie since. I think the last one I saw was uh, shit. The other guy, the ABA one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But they're making a sequel to Daddy's Home. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the first one, so I don't know. The Mark Marlboro movie. Uh, number nine, 47 Meters Down. The the shark movie that's not a shark movie that, that Eli gave one middle finger up. So, yeah, we'll move on with that one. <laughs> and The Beguile. Oh, The Beguile is a Chris, Kirsten Dunst movie. Other than it, I think. Oh, shit, I might be fucking this up. I don't know what it ever is. But yeah. anyway, that's your top five right there. Or top ten, I guess I said. Uh, before we get into Spider-Man, I do want to get into Wonder Woman because these numbers are keep impressing me. Like they're really impressing me for some reason. So the movie right now worldwide is at uh 745 million. Uh, let's see what that ranks in as far as the DCEU movies. Um, uh, it is number one domestically, and it's kind of cleaning up, up domestically from there. Um, it passed Man of Steel. It is currently tied with Suicide Squad worldwide. Worldwide, 
okay. that we're talking about. So it's past Man of Steel Worldwide. It's tied with Suicide Squad Worldwide, which will probably end up beating it. And uh, I don't know, Eli. I think it might catch BBS Worldwide. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I think it's got a good shot. I don't know. No, no, I doubt that. I doubt that because they'd have to do another 100 plus million. And it's already a month out. So, nah, these movies take about like six or seven weeks before the whole run. So, it probably won't catch BVS, but it'll end up being the second highest, you know, worldwide in there, which is, you know, pretty impressive. I don't know if it'll hit 400 million, but if it hits 400 million, that is a bona fide runaway success. So, yeah, good, good job for Wonder Woman. So, yeah. uh, uh, so I guess that's, that's in the uh, box office part. I guess we can get into the meat of the, of the podcast we talk about now. So, yeah, we have, uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, before I get into it, we, Eli, we didn't talk about it and dress it. Eli, did you even see the movie? I did, yes. Oh, cool. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> nope, I haven't seen it. I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, I just can't talk about it then. Okay. Uh, so let me tell you how we normally do this on the comic book podcast. Well, we not normally do it because it's like a third podcast. But anyway, uh, we normally do it. We're going to talk about the movie roughly non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen the movie, feel free to listen to it. We're not going to spoil it. But then we get to a certain part of the podcast. We're going to spoil the shit out of the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie, feel free not to listen to it. Or if you don't give a shit, feel free to listen. We don't care either way. (laughs) We're going to spoil it for you. So, um, uh, yeah. So like I said, we got a chance to see the movie. I went and saw it. Uh, Eli, I just see it. Uh, 2D or 3D? Uh, 2D. So yeah, I get a chance to see it in 2D. Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna go back and see it in 3D. Matter of fact, probably gonna go see it again in 3D tomorrow. Uh, just to you know get the full effect of it. Cause honestly, the movie was just that good to me. I do want to see it again because it, I think it was a lot of stuff that happened in the movie that I didn't catch the first time. So I want to see it again and see if I catch. Cause it was like a lot of Easter eggs going through there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the movie movie was awesome. I got a chance to take a look at it. Uh, before we get into it, Eli, now what did you think about Tom Holland before the movie even started? Like, were you impressed with him in Civil War? You know, when he came in. Yeah, I thought he was great. I liked him in Civil War. I thought he nailed nailed the part. Um, in this movie, he yeah, he was great. I mean, he's he's Peter Parker, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I thought. I think like when I first saw him in Civil War, he was already my favorite Spider-Man and Peter Parker, both uh, all of all time. Like mm-hmm. uh, to me, he was better than Tobey Maguire. He was better than another guy. Uh, first off, he didn't look like he was in his mid thirties. You know, he actually <laughs> yeah. looked like a teenager. Uh, he's got that youthfulness to him. Uh, and he, he actually like does his own stunts, like backflips. Like he was on Jimmy Kimmel one time, like doing backflips and stuff just on on stage. Like he really trained for the role and things like that. So, yeah. So when I so I was excited to see like an entire movie of him to see he can carry this movie. And yeah, he he did it. I mean, it was awesome. I was just loving, you know, his interactions with everybody, you know, his interaction in school, interaction with Aunt May, interaction with Tony Stark. And man, I am so glad I I do want to say this very better. I'm not going to spoil everything for you, but I will say this. This movie was not Iron Man and four, like not even not even remotely close to Iron Man 4. Tony Stark was more or less like peppered into the movie. You know, he wasn't, he didn't take over the movie, even though the, the trailer made it seem like he was in every other scene like that. You actually seen every scene he was in in the trailers. 
other than that, he was just he just showed up every now and then. And then even parts when I expected him to show up, he didn't show up. You know, I thought, I thought that was kind of. We, kind of impressed. we we can debate that a little later, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that. I guess in the spoiler section right there. Uh, but yeah, I like what they were doing with this movie because I felt like with Spider-Man: Homecoming, I know when the movie was coming out, they were saying they were trying to make a John Holmes move. <laughs> yeah, John Holmes. <laughs> I fucked it up. I'm sorry, not John Holmes. <laughs> John Hughes. John. I, I know I said it wrong. <laughs> John, oh. Dad, what were you watching before we started this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong, <laughs> wrong thing. But uh, yeah, it was a John Hughes movie that they were trying to make. Not only were they trying to make it, uh, they even had like little John Hughes Easter egg nuggets, <laughs> and not just on John Hughes, but like teenage '80s comedies, like Easter eggs all through the movie. That's kind of picture through there. They yeah. kind of you know give you that feeling of that's what they were doing in high school, and they they really you know they painted. Queens and like New York, like a, a character in the movie, which I feel like up to this point, even though like we're like 13, 14, 15 movies in the MCU, they haven't made New York feel like a character like they through the entire movie. Like the Avengers did kind of towards the, the third act, but other than that, they've never really made New York feel like a character, like like the comics have. Because yeah. when Stan Lee was writing these original comics in the 60s, like he, everything felt like, okay, like the Avengers lived on Fifth Avenue. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the X-Men stay like in upper Manhattan or something like that. You know, Spider-Man stayed in Queens like that. So this was like the first time. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where New York felt like a character, like everybody, like even in Dr. Strange, like Dr. Strange stays in, in Greenwich Village. But you never got that feeling of it in watching the movie where yeah. this one, you know, he goes like this is the most grounded. You can almost say realistic Marvel movie they've made so far. You forgot yeah. Cypress Hill Cemetery and fucking <laughs> True. Ghost Rider. Yeah, right, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen. I mean, like, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, even though they say Hell's Kitchen is kind of gentrified right now, you know, and they said none of that stuff happens, you know. And it's and it's but like hey, back in the sixties, it's 70s, like it's like five blocks long and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Daredevil's the devil of Hell's Kitchen. He's the devil. Yeah, he's the protector of like five blocks. <laughs> I mean, he's blind. You know, he's not going to be running around all over. <laughs> so that's enough for him. It's not like he's got a Daredevil mobile. You know, <laughs> crime is over here. No, it's a block. He can just hop over there. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing I like about uh, uh, Spider-Man. Like, Queens feel like a real city. Uh, the high school kids, man. I was loving it. I've heard mixed reactions about how – because they changed up the characters a lot, you know, yeah. from the – We'll we'll talk about the more in the spoiler section, but I'm just giving just a brief overview that I like. I like for the most part, I like the changes they did. Uh, um, some of these characters they are like nothing like they were in the comics, but I felt like for the most part, most of the characters kept in with the spirit of the character they're trying to make, except one, which we will talk about later on. I already know which one you're talking about, but for the most part, they kept the spirit of what the characters they were trying to do. Oh. Uh, Aunt May, I, I like the the running gag, you know, that <laughs> everybody was hitting on Aunt May, you know, <laughs> like she was getting free pie everywhere. I almost <laughs> kind of thought that the the best friend was gonna hit on Aunt May, you know, just like like hey hey y'all y'all yeah. kind of hot man, <laughs> you know, like on super bad, but they never actually went that route, you know. And so it was kind of cool. Oh, gotta talk about about. One of the characters, one of my favorite characters in the movie that, you know, this movie wouldn't have been the movie without him, and that's Michael Keaton. 
Oh, man, yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton was Michael Keaton. I mean, he basically expected exactly what you expected to be in a Michael Keaton movie. Like, he he was the villain that you expected him to be. Uh, he was, was ruthless. He was cutting him at the same time. He made the Vulture human. Now, here's the funny thing about it. Like, out of all the characters in this in this movie versus the comic, the Vulture is the most revamped. Like the the vulture, they just pretty much, excuse me, threw out the script and just redesigned just a brand new character. And man, did it work because the vulture in the comics is lame as shit. Like there is nothing to that character. I think he was like a businessman that just got bored and just put on a green suit and just flew. That's it. With, yeah, with this, think, with Michael. Yeah, King, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I think his he had a similar backstory where like his boss like embezzled funds and he lost his job and. Was, was over that, but yeah, he just ended up going and robbing shit, robbing banks. Yeah, yeah and it was just like <laughs> the same old stuff before. And he was like old as fuck. He was like eighty or ninety or something like that. He was just like an old buzzard or something like that. But here's the funny thing about it: in the comics, yeah. he was, was the first. Oh. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying like he was the first Spider-Man supervillain. Like he was the first supervillain Spider-Man ever fought in the comics. Mm-hmm. So like, so in the MCU, he's Spider-Man's first supervillain. So I'm like, wow, they're keeping up with this uh even liz like liz uh people like where's mary jane where's uh gwen stacy uh if you read the comics his first crush his first love interest was actually liz allen who Mm -hmm. was the character in the movie yeah you know now they took some liberties with her also uh like i said her backstory is a little bit different things like that and the story doesn't end exactly how it was in the comics but at the same time she was peter's you know first love interest in the comics so I thought that was pretty interesting also. And like I said, I just love what they did with the vulture. Like they made him a human character. It almost got to the point where I was like, is he even really a villain? You yeah. know, with the things he's doing, because you almost could make a movie based on him doing the same shit that he's doing, make him the protagonist and you would be rooting for him. Yeah, I kind of did root for him, you know? <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was kind of interesting on that. So yeah, it was a lot of things going on in there. Uh, I just love how they made the not only Queens but they made the school like realistic as hell. Like the school was a character in the movie. Like all the the teachers, like even though the teachers were like briefly in there, you kind of got to know every teacher that was in there. Uh, yeah, the Hannibal Hannibal Burris or whatever. Burris, yeah, he kept <laughs> saying funny stuff all the time in the movie. Uh, the the te- the the Kaplan teacher, like he oh, barely man. said like three lines in the movie, but everything he said had me laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. it was really funny. The whole movie oh. was pretty funny. I mean, yeah, yeah. I will give you an Easter egg. Okay, you remember the, the principal, right? Yeah, the Asian guy. Okay, the Asian guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Asian principal, that actor, was a Howling Commando. Yeah, from Cap. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I think, I, I, that's why I'm gonna go see it again because I think they saying that the the principal had a picture of the Highland Commando in his office. Oh no! So shit. I guess they're trying to say, yeah, they're trying trying to say that that was his grandfather or whatever like that. You know, his grandfather Highland Commando. So I don't know. They're not trying hey, to set up. Whatever. They're not trying to set up the clone conspiracy yet. Or what? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought that up. There's a Mark Bagley Easter egg in the in the movie. Okay. Yeah, because I think in one of the buildings, like Spider-Man standing back, you can see Bagley in the background. So 
Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting too. Which lead me another to a point. Here's what I like. Here's what I really liked about the movie. Uh, I like the fact that this Spider-Man kept fucking up. He yeah. didn't know how to become a superhero. Like nobody was there to teach him the ropes. Nobody was there because I felt like in the other movies, I felt like okay, he got me by a spider. Bam, he's Spider-Man, and they kind of cut to it, and then he kind of just knows how to do everything. With this one, or they may have like a a a a scene or 10 minute scene where he's learning how this but in this movie he's learning the entire time how to be a superhero and not just learning his powers like how to actually become a hero like yeah. what's the right thing to do in a situation like uh should he attack this guy should he make this move like basically making judgment because not even just becoming like her, learning how to be a superhero but how to become a superhero or even how to become a man yeah. you know how to make decisions because that's part of being a man also like the movie is basically him going from spider boy to spider man you know yeah, I mean, I, that's that's what I I liked about it too is the fact that he it, it, it almost took a, I don't you know werewolf movie tropes where the body is metamorphosizing it's a it's it's, it's a sort of a symbolic of uh, adolescence you know he's he's yep. discovering his the changes in his body he's discovering his new abilities there's that joke where uh, his friends like how far can you shoot your webs I mean <laughs> you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, there's all that thing about adolescence and growing up and discovering these new changes in your body. And that, that's kind of, sim, you know, sort of a metaphor for what was going on with Peter Parker, which which I yeah, and, and they know. Yeah, and they've done it in the other movies also. You know, they've always kind of related his spider powers to puberty and things like that. You know, when he's he's learning how to shoot webs and Aunt May's knocking the door like, Aunt May, I'm cleaning my room. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, don't disturb <laughs> yeah. me, you know. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like that. So th- those metaphors have always been in there, and I kind of like that. Oh, um, trying to think what else about it. Yeah, it, w- it was it was just an awesome movie. I like the fact that he wanted to be, you know, an Avenger, but he wasn't ready for that yet. So all he could do, and and, and that's the funny thing about the like living in the MCU. That's make these movies different from the older Spider-Man movies because there's so many heroes running around that Spider-Man is just another guy, you know. Like they don't even they don't even blink when they see a superhero anymore. Yeah. You know, they see him on the building. He's like, hey, Spider-Man, do a flip. OK, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's helping an old lady on the street. Nobody they, they look at him no different than they look at like a cosplayer like, yeah. because they see so many of them. So that's what made being an Avenger, uh, being an Avenger world uh, is interesting because it's almost like the Avengers in this world exist like celebrities do in our world. Like that's all they are. They're celebrities. So when Peter brags about, yeah, I know Tony Stark, but he can't prove he knows Tony Stark. It's the same thing as somebody saying, oh, yeah, my uncle, you know, uh, you know, knows Brad Pitt or something like that. You know, it's the same thing. But, you you know, he know he's lying, you know. No. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I was like about that one. So or even that the fact that he was trying to, you know, impress Lee is by, you know, becoming Spider-Man, because you can almost say that being Spider-Man uh, is almost like joining the football team like in high school, you know. And I just find one of the jokes funny when his best friend was telling him, dude, you're an Avenger. So if you tell her that, you might have a chance with the senior, you know, because yeah. yeah. that's what the funny <laughs> thing about it. Because we were back in school, like if you were in the 10th grade, like and you imagine the hottest senior at your school, you like, oh, there's no shot. Like I'd pretty much have to tell her, you know, I'm, I'm a movie star in order to even have a chance with her, you know, because that's what we were thinking at the time, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, when you get our age and you go back and look at the hottest chick in school back then, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was that was so awesome about it. Uh, 
and just the fact how all of that kind of kind of got together. So, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, that's really all I can say about the movie before we go to the spoiler section. I do kind of want to uh, uh, just ask. So, Eli, what what we what any negatives in the movie that you had? Um, not without going into spoilers, so I won't get in, get into that right now. But as far as I, I mean, I loved the movie as well. I thought it was great. I had a blast watching it. Um, I I think it's the best Spider-Man flick since like Sam. I mean, I still like Sam Raimi's the first two, especially the second one. I like those, um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Um, but this is the best one since then. Um, I thought they nailed. Peter Parker and the essence of Peter Parker, as far as him trying to balance all this shit of, you know, being, being a kid, being an outcast, you know, trying to do, get his homework done and crushing on the chick, but no, doesn't know how to talk to her. And, um, and, you know, and trying to keep things, you know, under wraps with Aunt May and, you know, balancing all that with trying to be a superhero, trying to do all that shit, which is basically what, the comics were about, you know, the, the, the Spider-Man comics were, weren't all action and kicking ass. It was, it was him dealing with all this, his personal life and trying to balance it all and make it all work. And he's constantly like, when you kept saying, fuck it up. Yeah. He, he had, the odds are always against him. And that's kind of what this movie was. And I thought it, they captured that like perfectly, you know? So, and, and as far as, yeah, the vulture is probably the coolest, fucking marvel villain since yeah on screen so far you know yeah and and i think i think this this uh thing about marvel having shitty villains i think they're fixing that i think i mean because honestly to me ego was an awesome villain uh spoil that movie but whatever that was <laughs> yeah. like a month ago but uh, that's... like i said vulture was an awesome villain hella looks like she's gonna be fucking all like there's no way they can screw that up yeah i mean they they you knew why Vulture was doing the shit he was doing. You understood him. You even kind of rooted. You're like, no shit. I, 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 I understand. I understand his point. You know, and I, and I kind of yeah. agree with him. <laughs> you know, and it's like he's he's not really a cold blooded villain until I don't want to get into spoilers, but until like half the movie where he does cross a line. You know, he didn't mean to cross a line. It was that kind of a funny scene, but <laughs> you know, but he right. finally crosses the line like. You know, like, okay, now there's no turning back. Now he's he's a full-fledged villain now. And, you know, right. where as far as he was just a thief, just stealing shit, you know, which is against the law, but still, you know, he, you know, he had a family to feed. You know, he's, you know, he, he was, he got downsized. He lost, you know, this economic, shitty economic uh, situation in the country. We all can relate, you know. The corporations just fucked over the, the, the smaller businessman and, you know, he, he had, he had bills to pay. He had kids to feed and he, you know, he had to do what he had to do, and he took all his boys with them, and they all kind of became this crew, and they all went and did this some dirty shit. But you know, there were it was you know no one was getting hurt really, but <laughs> you know, but you kind of you kind of he felt like he was responsible for them also, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of you, you, you sympathize with them, you know, and and that was cool. That's that's a great villain. Where like, damn, is is he really a bad guy? Is he a good guy? I mean, I, you know. <laughs> So that, that was, <laughs> you know, I understand. I ain't saying he should do it, but I understand, you know. And, and plus just the design of him, he just looked like a cool-ass villain, you know, because 
like I said, I remember reading those comic with Vulture, and they're like, oh, fuck, another Vulture villain. And they've always tried to revamp Vulture in the comics. Yeah. Like, they try to make him young and make him like a vampire. Like, he's old, but if he can suck the life out of somebody, he can become young and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. None of that stuff ever worked. You yeah. Know. He was, uh, yeah. He was, you know, I, so, I was like, about what I was about to say before. I was like, yeah, wasn't he in like the same old folks' home as that May in the comics? And wanted some of the Oh, shit. some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's an old ass man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Running around he's in so leotards and so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm just glad they were able to make this work. Uh, yeah, like I said, we're about to go into the spoiler section because there's some other stuff that I really want to talk about in this, but I'm just going to give my uh quick review on it. Oh, as far as the stuff I, I didn't like in the movie, it, it, it was very I'm, – I'm, I'm about to nitpick. I'm really about to nitpick because yeah. I love this movie. only thing about the nitpick is that I do feel like the action scenes, I feel like wasn't, wasn't as visceral or memorable as say, like the old the Spider-Man movies. Like that's the only thing, the only knock I can have because we're in the sixth Spider-Man movie is that yeah. – it's only so much stuff you can do that we haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. It. And I also yeah. felt like the, the the score, the musical score, it wasn't Danny Elfman's score. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like like Danny Elfman's score brought those Spider-Man, and that's why I love those movies, because I felt like it brought those movies to another level, where this movie felt like yeah, every other average MCU score, which they none of them are memorable, really, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Except for Avengers. Avengers got a cold ass soundtrack. Y'all, if you just go on Spotify or something, listen to Avengers soundtrack, you're gonna love it. But none of them have reached that Spider-Man two Danny Elfman level where it just sticks in your head. Yeah. Am I doing Batman? I think whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what makes it so awesome. So I felt like it was missing that visceralness or that epicness that those Spider-Man or there was no scene action scene in it to me that was close to like the Dr. Octopus Spider-Man train scene. The train it didn't scene, feel yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's only not only reason I'm knocking it because I feel like I was comparing it to the old movies, which in my opinion, I still feel like it wasn't as good as those first two movies. Because the first movie, man, I, a lot of people, I, I feel like that movie is, is underrated because I feel like that first movie wrote the blueprint on how to make a superhero movie in the, the new millennium. Mm-hmm. No, like, I, I agree. I, 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 yeah. Have, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, especially Marvel, because I feel like the MCU, I feel like it took that Spider-Man 1 blueprint and tweaked it, because the first uh, the first Iron Man movie does feel a lot like the first Spider-Man movie. You know, it does feel like it has similar beats to it, and it kind of just went from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what I like about it. Uh, other than that, and the CGI did feel a little wonky in certain places, but like I said, that's all nitpicking. It's all nitpicking, because when all boys down to it. I love this movie, love the characters, love Tom Harding, love the vulture, love the Tony Stark in the area. Matter of fact, uh John Favreau was in the movie more than Tony Stark was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Which funny. I kinda like that. And he and he was killing every single I was glad he was back, you know. Yeah. Uh, they even had a funny joke in it. They were saying, uh, oh, he's trying to work his way back in. And John Favreau, <laughs> sorry, don't joke about that. Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> so it did feel kind of meta, like an inside joke to it. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get my rating for the movie. Like I said, Spider Man, I gave it, I give it a, a four point five out of five in my rating. Uh, Eli, you want to give a rating real quick on yeah, it? Yeah, I'll do a four, four, four out of five. Yeah, I, I enjoyed okay. it a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so the only thing I can, the, the only gripe I really had, are we gonna go into spoilers now? We're about to. Okay. Yeah. Because that's I, I, my, I, I, my... I gotta get the warning. Let me get the warning. Let me get the yeah. warning. Let me get the, okay. warning. Let me get the warning. Okay. Uh, I don't have like a uh, red alert or anything like that. But okay, spoiler, we're going in now. Yeah, if three. You're at, at, there's no. Uh, we, 
Yeah, we're at the point of no return. Yeah. So here we go. Three, okay. two, one. Yeah. Let's here go. we are. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're here. First yes. off, let's just get right down to it. Uh, Mary Jane. Okay. Yeah. She, that that wasn't her. <laughs> that wasn't her. Right, right, right. It wasn't her. They said she said it wasn't her. Yeah. And but it kind of is her. Yeah. In that, spirit. Yeah, and it's like I had, to, I had to sit there and think. I was like, wait, what was that chick's name again? It wasn't Mary Jane, was it? And then I and I looked through Mary the credits. It, it was Michelle. Yeah. yeah, it was Michelle. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. I suppose, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, just, but you know, know what direction they're going with it. I mean, you know, basically it's trying to say that she's going to be the love interest, you know, in this particular universe. Because I feel like they didn't want to rehash Mary Jane again or didn't want to touch Mary Jane again. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, you know, made a Mary, you know, a version of Mary Jane. Like, oh, you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. It reminds me of Jordan Go- Gordon Levitt. I fucking that guy's name up. And then the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, how like, like they reveal he's Robin at the end or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right, like yeah, yeah, Robin yeah. in spirit, like not really Robin, but he's Robin in spirit. You know, he's kind yeah. of the purpose. So this, it's like, just a so nod, change, yeah, yeah, a nod mm-hmm. to it, and they changed it up. Like we we know how Mary Jane was in the comics. Like in the comics, she was basically the hottest girl in school. Yeah, she's supposed to supposed to be this this unicorn, you know, this trophy that you can't approach or you can't achieve and yeah doesn't she somehow, become a model does she become a model and shit yeah like that? <laughs> model class actually like that but somehow you know Peter was able to get in there and that's the thing i always like about peter parker in the comics like like when it comes to women he kind of always you know punches above his weight class you know yeah and the, and the guys that don't know like can never figure it out you know but that's that's peter parker for you um but yeah she's not like this model slash actress she's she's an art student that's basically what she is in this one so and that'll tell you everything about her personality in that one uh yeah so so we'll see how it goes from there uh who else we're gonna talk about who's gonna talk about oh flash thompson yeah that threw me for a loop i was like that's flash (laughs) that's what and everybody was thinking the same thing like okay that's not the flash that i remember but here's the thing i love this version of flash It, it made sense you know, it makes it for for this time that we live in 2017 yeah. for that type of bully. It makes sense because yeah. Flash isn't isn't an asshole jock. He, he's a nerd like Peter. Yeah. With but a lot of money. Is, yeah. With a lot of money. He's, a, he's <laughs> yeah. an asshole douchebag. Right. Yeah. That, and he's, he's a Flash, you know. So and, and the funny thing is that he's a nerd. But the thing is, as far as nerds go, Peter is kind of like the alpha male, like the alpha nerd. Yeah. So since he feels like he's number two to Peter, that's why he keeps fucking with him, you know. Yeah. And what makes it worse is because since they run in the same social circle, that's why he can keep fucking with him all the time instead of like Flash, you know, he who's just this asshole jock bully, you know. And and, and I get what they're trying to do, like that 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 stereotype is kind of played out, you know. Bullies, yeah, it's it's more than one type of bully, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the direction they were going with Flash. So I kind of like that. Um. He kept teasing Peter the entire time because he wasn't as smart. Uh, he he did feel like he did feel, he did have an inferior complex with Peter, and that's another thing I like about this movie is that they didn't overdo it with the the nerd cliche or the nerd trope. Because I did feel like if if uh, there is one flaw with the Raimi movies, that's one thing they did overdo with her. They made Peter a little too nerdy at times in those movies. Yeah, where he was just always goofy and always you know where this one. Peter was a nerd, but 
at the same time, he was kind of like yeah. a cool nerd. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, you know, he was joking around. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, like with the, the shop, the guy in the shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. His aunt's hot. You know? yeah. uh, so how's your daughter doing? You know? Like <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> so, yeah. So I like that. Uh, the other guy, Ned Leeds, uh, I guess he, that's not the same Ned Leeds from the comics. The Ned Leeds in the comics is actually like the Hobgoblin. And that's one thing I kind of like about it because in the comics. Oh, really? I mean, that's, like, who that, the, that's who that's who his name is? Yeah, Ned Leeds. Yeah, but he's actually based off an Asian fat kid. I don't what? know. Whatever the game, Gonkley or something. Yeah, he was actually my, like Miles a, a Morel. Morel. Yeah, he's yeah, Miles he like Morales. Morel That's kid. what I thought. I was like, is that because I couldn't remember that kid, the Miles Morales' friend's name. And I was like, I don't yeah. think it's so they kinda, that. They kind of combine them. Yeah, they kind of combine them. And I kind of, I guess that's kind of different because, like, if you remember the old comics, Peter didn't have any friends, like nothing. So he was just swinging around, and when he was in the room by himself, he was pretty much just talking to himself the entire time, like yeah. no, no. Word, but no captions, just word bubble, like just out loud. Oh, I hate being Spider Man. Oh, too much responsibility. And like, Aunt May can't hear this shit, like, right down the hallway. You're talking out loud. Mm-hmm. But now that he's got a friend in the room with him, he can voice his opinions about, the, like, okay. And so instead of talking to himself, he can just, you know, talk oh, talk to him. Ganky? Ganky? That's his name. Ganky? Ganky? Something Genki, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I kind of like it better because that is. The fact that you got since he's talking to his friends, he, he's not just pining after the love interest all day. You know, he actually has friends and buddies he can talk to and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that direction of it. even though it's not in the comics uh, with all with Peter. I kind of like that change in it. Uh, speaking of Miles Morales, uh, Donald Glover was in here yep. and really did nothing. <laughs> but he he confirmed our suspicions. He was actually his name in the movie was Aaron Davis. Yep. Uh, Aaron Just, Davis in the Ultimate Universe is the Prowler. Yeah, and Miles Morales' un- uncle. Miles Morales' uncle, exactly. That's yeah. how he got the power like that. So Donald Glover's in this movie strictly for a a inside Easter egg joke. For those that get the joke, they know why he's there. Other than he serves no purpose purpose he probably won't even be back in these movies but he's there just to be that person because Miles Morales is based on him so that's mm-hmm. why he's here you know yeah um but I guess we could talk more about the the vulture and his whole thing like now, now what do you think about the shocker uh I, it was all right like when they first like I didn't put put it together till he finally said the shocker on the first guy and then yeah. I lo- and then I looked at his sleeves. He had like the yellow uh, like sleeves with the net around. He was wearing like this jacket with like the yellow sleeves and shit. Yeah, and, and you I was know, like, oh, had, like, the and things. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Look at his sleeves. Okay. And then and then he kills him. Now was it me? <laughs> now was it me, or did that guy look like a a value brand Tom Hardy clone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that confused the hell out of me, man. I'm like, I'm like, if you playing a Venom movie, why are you paying Tom Hardy all this movie? Just give this guy the money for half the price. You know? <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so then, he was saying it was funny, you know. Yeah. And then the vulture kills yeah. him. Like he shoot, like disintegrates him with that gun. And like, oh yeah. shit, I thought this was the anti gravity. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't all broken up about. It. He was like, yeah, well. Fuck oh it. yeah, yeah. Well, he was a dick. Nobody liked him. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Uh, Wait, that, now, now wasn't that shocker the same guy that was late at the beginning of the movie? 
Ah, uh, shit, I don't remember. Because I remember it was somebody that was late at the, at the beginning of the movie, and I and something told me, okay, maybe, okay yeah, that yeah. guy's gonna be a prop later. Yeah, may have been. I'm not sure. I'm, I may be making it up something like that. But then, and now what they're saying is that the shocker was using actually crossbones like modified gauntlet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they were doing in the movie. That's and that's what I like about it. Like the vulture in this movie is a scavenger. Like his entire crew is scavenged. Like they just go around and picking apart. Like it wasn't just the char charring invasion. They went to like every Avenger site that there was a big fight and they took stuff from it. Like they had parts of Ultron, you know, they had parts of uh crossbones, like every yeah, everywhere they, they went they had different parts of them. I was like like Vulture was fighting Spider Man with like an Ultron arm, I think. Yeah, they went to D.C. because the shit happened in D.C. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and did you see the Triskelion in repair sign? Triskelion. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, like the the big shield building that went down like that. Because funny thing is, like, the, the bus that took him to Washington, D.C. actually crossed the exact same bridge where the Triskelion was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> no Triskelion was there, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, but they just kind of made up and things like that. But that that was all pretty cool things like that. Oh, uh, now what you think about the reveal with the vulture and Liz Allen and, and his family and things like that? And that was that was cool. Like I remember, I didn't I didn't see that coming, and like the whole movie theater, like everybody, like oh, like the whole theater I was in. It, it, it took me a second. It took yeah. me a second to figure out what was going on. Yeah, because Pete opened up the door and I saw Michael Keaton. I was like, wait, wait. What is he holding him hostage? Is he at the wrong house? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm like, oh, he's the dad. It yeah, took me a second. I yeah, and like, it was like, like, yeah, the whole theater. Like, we all did a collective, oh shit, you know. <laughs> and then that, now, and then yeah. that car scene right afterward. That was like, oh man, that that car scene was gold. That yeah. car scene was gold. I, that, that honestly, that, that's to me, that's one of the most memorable MCU scenes they they have yet. Yeah, no shit. That was just like just the whole dynamic of them. Like Peter knows, she doesn't, and but then the vulture starts to figure things out, and you're like, yeah, right. P Peter wasn't. Peter was with us at, at, at in in DC, and but he wasn't on the elevator. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he starts to piece things together, and then right. yeah, then then they have that. You know, wait, go. You go on ahead. I'm gonna have the dad talk with them, and then he, and then he, and then, <laughs> and then he pulls the gun out. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, fucking. But then he's like, but then he has that that sense of you know that 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 respect. He's like, hey, you saved my daughter's life, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a chance here to just walk away. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, you know, again, he's like not really straight up evil. He just walks that he he's a lot of gray area there that he just walks in, which made him so much more, you know, that much more attractive of a, of a villain, you know, where right. it's like, yeah, you just kind of rooted for him. <laughs> right. Because he wasn't yeah. robbing everybody. He was just robbing Tony Stark. Yeah. Who fucked him over, who, you know, made his business. He went out of business because of him. So which. Right. Under, and that's yeah. the thing. And he was. And he. And yeah, Spider-Man was like, okay, but you're selling weapons. This is oh, oh, so Tony Stark can sell weapons, but I can't? Yeah, he totally makes so sense. Kind of, and it's like – Yeah, I, like, that does make a point. Because I saw my kid, and when he when he says that, he does that whole spiel where he just explains what he's doing. It's like, yeah, I mean this guy's the rich don't care about us. We do all their dirty work. We fight their wars. We, you know, clean up after them. But they don't – you know, and they, they get richer while we get fucked over. And my, my kid, like, no shit. Or like, because he – my kid, kid's pretty – 
politically aware and he's like that that's makes so much sense i'm like yeah you know he does make sense you know yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it does kind of makes and it, he almost had a point because he was telling peter look peter you're a child you don't know how the real world works you're yeah. thinking you're naive and things like that but when the real world the big guy like tony stark will fuck you over it's yeah. only a matter of time that he has a different mindset because he's older than him and i'm like damn maybe maybe peter should kind of just walk because here's the fucked up part about it that was his last job yeah he was gonna get out he was gonna quit this shit mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and then when it's all said and done like so what what did peter really accomplish okay he destroyed a family for one thing yeah. uh, did his girlfriend's family at that because okay they had to leave because they didn't want to you know be living in the same town where their dad is a superman so they had to move away they destroyed a family uh oh uh, I mean, he destroyed his own life as Peter Parker. Now everybody thinks he's a freak, you know, because he keeps disappearing. He keeps disappointing uh, the principal and the school. Tony Stark was going to give him a full ride to MIT if he just kept his head down. That's all he had to do. Just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Just do simple shit in the neighborhood, and eventually your time will come. You will be an Avenger when you grow up, like it's sitting there waiting for you. So, I don't know. It's almost like I don't know, but at the same time, he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so yes, maybe he did fuck up this time. Maybe the time was about him fucking up. Well, and it's it's also goes to I mean the point of the you know the point of it was to him sort of discovering who he was, which leads to my one gripe of the movie was the fact that the suit was too much like Iron Man. The the suit his his Stark suit talked just like Iron Man's suit talked. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get into that, but before yeah. I get into that, I do want to make give you another trivia. Okay. Okay. So the suit AI Karen was a uh, voiced by Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Who who made the '90s puberty for me very awesome? <laughs> I just want to admit that. Career, like, career that, opportunities. You talking about that movie? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. The uh, what was that? The the horse scene. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we get sidetracked. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is married to Paul Bettany. Oh really? I didn't know and that. Paul Bettany is the yeah. So he's the Vision. Yeah. And she's Karen. So they both like AI thing like this. So, like, so yeah, he he was Jarvis and she's this right this suit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's you know maybe she'll be something later on thing like that. But but here's here's my thing about that. I okay I get it that the Iron Man suit that you know that was made for Peter you know did kind of take away from the Spider Man portion of it. But here. Just the funny thing about it, everything that suit did, Peter has done in the comics before, like the web balls and taser webs and the parachutes and the wings and things like that. He's done all this stuff. Now, I know what you're saying. That kind of takes away from, you know, his genius and like that. Now, come on. We're talking about a a dumpster diver. Do you really think he can make all this stuff on his budget? Uh, A 15 year old high school kid. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. if if you want Spider-Man to do the Spider-Man stuff in the comics some stuff you gotta you gotta let slide so yeah give give tony stark a give let tony stark give him a suit that can do all the stuff he does in the comics you know i know it's kind of messed up i know it kind of goes against the comic books things like that but i was okay with it you know for the most part because we got to get some spider-man stuff that normally in the old movies you would never get because they could never have spider-man do that stuff because it you know it wouldn't make any sense in those type of movies even the i thing you know I just felt there was a little 
you know, almost it was like a, almost like a mini Iron Man, almost, you know, at some points. So I was like, this seems a little too Iron Man-y, you know, and, you know, other than – but then I guess it goes to the point of him taking away the suit and, like, if you're, not, you're, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't get the suit. And that's kind of the whole point of the movie is him discovering his own power, his own – Perseverance, because that's basically what Spider-Man is. He, he's a, he, his, he's a character of perseverance. His determination, in the end, is really his superpower. He's always taking on these incredible odds, and you know, and barely solving them. You know, in in, in the comics, anyways. He's always right. and, and sometimes in over he does. Sometimes he loses. That's yeah. another thing. That, that's what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. He's yeah. one of the rare heroes that actually, you know, doesn't accomplish the job. Yeah, he's job he's does. constantly in over his head. But he somehow scrapes by, you know, and it's his will and determination yep. that 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 makes who he is. That's what, and that's and my favorite. My favorite scene might be where he's underneath all that rubble. I mean, it, it was so like it threw me for a loop. That that scene where when you know when uh, the vulture collapses the building on him and he's stuck under yep. there and he and he's screaming, he's fucking crying. He's like, holy. Oh, this is Spider-Man, and he's like freaking out, and he he, he was <laughs> and literally. We're, we're not used to it, right? Because he's yeah, a superhero. Yeah, you know? like what the fuck? We don't see any, you know, any superheroes do this shit, screaming and crying, like help me, somebody help me, help me. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, what the hell? Like he's li- <laughs> he's literally hit rock bottom, you know? <laughs> right. And he and it was like again, he had to. You know, find that strength with it, put on his man balls, and because you know. the thing was, I, I, you you could see it in his head, he was thinking Tony Stark was going to come save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't going to happen. It was like nobody's going to save you, and that's that's why I felt like that's what he became from. He went from Spider Boy to Spider Man. He became a man because he realized, okay, I got myself into this shit. Yeah, I have to get myself out of this shit. Yeah, like, nobody else is going to come help me or save me in a situation. And it's like, and I, 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 like, yeah, that scene sort of almost like took me out of the movie for a second. Like, wait a second, what am I watching? This is, <laughs> I thought <laughs> right. I was watching a Spider-Man movie. I'm watching some <laughs> fucked up 9-11 documentary now. <laughs> like, right. like, what the hell? And then he gets out of it and you're like, oh yeah, because he, he's Spider-Man. He, he, he can do this right. shit. And, and yeah, and that's going back to the, you know, the scene, the, the fairy scene, you know, that to me, that was just echoing the subway train scene from uh, Spider-Man Two, Raimi's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two, where right. he's struggling to save all these people. Only in Sam Raimi's movie, that's the defining moment of where he discovers who he is, and the people discover who he is, and how they all have his back and all that shit. Where, and like whereas, he gave everything. He had, you yeah. know, to save them, you know, yeah, because he passes out as soon as the train scene is over. Yeah, that was that was yeah. an awesome scene. Yeah, and they take off his mask. He's just a kid, and then they all pick him up and they all carry him, and and then Doc Ock shows up, and they're like, "Oh, you want him? You got to go through me and me and you're me." Like, <laughs> and they all you're like, got, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> and he just like him that, the, yeah, the inspiration that a hero, a superhero, has gives us all. It was all right there in that scene. It's just a great. And great that's why I love about the, the Green Goblin scene in the first movie. You know where he's. You know, he's trying to save the trolley and Green Goblin's about to stab him. And then the, the, the city of New York comes out and starts being yeah. on, you know, like you go and stop a guy trying to save a bunch of kids, you know. Yeah. And that was just an awesome scene because that's what he it was. That's why I like Wonder Woman so much. I know we 
talk about that two weeks ago, but it was the fact that Wonder Woman not only was, you know, beating up all the bad guys, but she was inspiring people yeah. to help them, you know, in the war also. And that's what it at the end of the day, that's what a hero is supposed to do, supposed yeah. to inspire people. Yeah. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. You know, of course, exactly. that was right after 9-11. And yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we needed, but we needed that at that time, you know. <laughs> right in New York, but that's yeah, happened. yeah, in, yeah. You know, gang of New York band. So yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I just love the scene. I also love it that you know Tony Stark was acting like a dad in the movie the entire time. Yeah, and, and and he even, he even said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're like I'm, I'm acting like my dad. I sound right like now. my father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the same time it, it adds more depth to Tony Stark also because Tony Stark hasn't been in this relationship before because he doesn't know how to be a mentor mm-hmm. you know he thinks he knows you know by by kind of letting Peter do his own thing because the thing is Peter keeps giving him all these texts Keep, Peter keeps trying to respond to it like that and it seems like Tony doesn't give a shit about what he's doing but Tony keeps saying things that obviously you know he read those texts. You know he keeps up with Peter all the time, mm-hmm. but he pretends like he doesn't. Yeah. You know. And the thing is, if if he'd ever let Peter know that he was, you know, understanding him and, and keeping up with him and things like that, a lot of a lot of shit that Peter got into would have been avoided. Yeah. You know, because Tony Stark didn't play roles. So basically, Tony Stark did kind of act like you know a mad dad when he showed up. But it, it was almost like okay, he gave uh, Spider Man. And the the suit spider-man fucked up he, he basically asked for the keys to the car back you know yeah you, you were drunk night I, I found rubbers in the back seat uh-uh give me the keys back nope can't have it so that's what the whole thing was with that i kind of like that whole dynamic with them he was like basically getting them like a like a bad dad and and peter kind of needs that influence in his life because you know uh that's how that's how he's going to learn to become spider-man with things like that you know without without even tony doing those little things right there who he wouldn't have developed as fast as he, you know, he did in the in the movie. So yeah. I was just liking the whole relationship. You know, they had Tony in there just enough. And I know you said you had an issue with Tony in the movie, but I, I loved him in the movie. No, yeah, I didn't. That was the issue with the, with Tony. It was the, his suit. His, his suit acted like an Iron Man suit. That's all. Okay, okay, that, that, yeah. that's that's about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, other okay. than that, I you know, and I do agree with the the fact that yeah, the action was a little lackluster. We've seen it all before. You know. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm you, some scenes were kind of hard to, to to see. Also, you or know, was it just me? I yeah. I mean, it's just like we seen, we, like we seen, like I said, this is the s- fifth Spider-Man movie, you know, or six, six, yeah. six, because if you count Civil War, I mean, yeah, we've seen him do all this shit already, and yeah. you know, but but the thing is, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man shit was the least interesting parts of the movie to me. I thought, I thought so. Also, I thought the people. I thought I thought they nailed it. They nailed it with Peter Parker. All the Peter Parker shit was there. That was all on point. So was the fucking and the Vulture. All the Vulture shit. That was gold. And the, yep. the, the Spider Man, the superhero shit, was the least interesting. You know. I, yeah, I, because I, when he was when he was fighting with the Vulture, and you know, and they had the the Kefalon going back the whole. Whole time I was thinking like, oh shit, he's got to get back. Like, I didn't give a fuck about him fighting the vulture. I knew he was gonna beat the vulture. I like you have to hurry to get back yeah. before they find out. I was more concerned about that, you know, about him getting detention and things like that because yeah. that to me that was more interesting. I'm sitting there like, damn, you better go get. You, you finally got the balls to ask this chick out. Now you're going to the dance with her, man. You better. Yeah, now that, <laughs> that when <laughs> she went <laughs> when she went swimming, I'm like, man, fuck vulture, man. I'm sorry. I'm going yeah. To <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's I got into I got into that much 
I, that those parts so much more than the superhero shit, you know? Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, that almost made me kind of worry about Peter. I was like, man, is this Spider-Man thing like a some kind of compulsion or mental disorder that you're going through? <laughs> because you're fucking up your entire life it's almost like he was on drugs like the spider spider-man was a drug to him yeah like okay he kept disappearing he kept ignoring his friends you know all this stuff like that and i was like you know he he's not finding a good balance with this stuff and it, yeah and it, uh, even with the end of the movie he didn't find a good balance and i was so looking forward to where he was supposed to show up at the party and say he knew peter and shit but then that didn't happen he fucked that up too i was like oh dude <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was just show up and then leave that's all you had to do and then yeah. go save the world or whatever you were doing you know yeah but yeah. yeah i was so concerned about that stuff man like his his social life i was more concerned about the social life than the spider-man shit because you know he was gonna win a spider-man yeah 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 i right. mean and, and and the fact that it, it was the finale what it was just him chasing the vulture you know trying to stop the vulture it wasn't he wasn't trying to save the world you know there wasn't some big beam in the sky like in every other superhero flick you know or even the last when when he fought the, the right, lizard the other spider-man movie yeah the, the lizard where it was turning everybody into a lizard and like what the fuck <laughs> right <laughs> you know they're like, on top the of a building again and you know or the golden gate bridge or something <laughs> oh and you know what else i liked about that like the vulture actually kicked his ass like even in the last scene mm-hmm. yeah. like he never actually beat the vulture you know yeah and so and the only thing that really beat the vulture was the vulture. Yeah. And and, and so and, and I was like, so it, it, yeah. yeah, and and of course the the end scene where, you know, he still has respect for Peter. Like he's he there's like that he gives. It's almost like he doesn't want to kill Peter. You know, especially. Uh, at, I, I feel like that scene could have been taken two different ways. You know, I mean, he doesn't kill I, him. I feel like that scene. I think you're like, no, I want to kill him myself. It could have been taken that way. Mm, yeah, maybe, but I think he'd still. I think there's a still thing with his daughter that he might, you know. Peter likes his daughter. Maybe he's, you know, gonna go easy on him, or or that's why. Because you're talking about the scorpion scene, right, at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I want to talk about the scorpion also. Uh, we'll talk about like uh, Easter eggs, I guess, if there's any left over. When they said Matt Gargan, like before that even showed scorpion my, my eyes lit up i'm like whoa 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 where where where's my guard because i know who scorpion was so when they showed uh-huh. him you know they had scorpion tattoo I'm like oh yeah they're doing it they're doing it you know uh but yeah like i said that scene could have been taken two different ways it could have been like i'm gonna keep peter secret or i'm not gonna tell you guys shit because i want to kill spider-man myself i don't want anybody else to do my dirty work for me it know? definitely like yeah it definitely gives a dynamic to Whatever these future movies, I mean, they are doing future movies now, and who knows what this is going to lead to. So yeah, and I'm and I'm so glad that they didn't cram in so many like tie-ins to other movies or or lead-in or plots to other movies. That's what fucked up the last Spider-Man movie. They kept yeah. like stopping the movie to you know do other stuff like like Black Cat was in the movie and Spider Slayer was in the movie, and I'm like, it's just way too much stuff going on in this. Yeah. This they just keep it self contained, you know, like all in there. It didn't even have a, a whole lot of MCU uh tie in. I mean, yeah, Iron Man was there and Captain America was there, but it wasn't like they were setting up Infinity War. I mean, not really. No. No. I mean and, and even the suit, like when he off at the end, when he offers, you know, Peter the suit and all that shit and he refuses, you know, that suit almost kinda looked like Miles Morales' suit. 
<laughs> I, yeah, it it it, it kind of looked like the Iron Spider suit. Did kind of like Miles Morales. I was like, eh. So maybe, but maybe, that's you know. that last scene though. I the last scene. I loved it when Pepper Pot showed back up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I thought she was done. I thought that was it. But this just yeah, and and yeah, me too. But you know, I mean, you said but but, but going on to speaking of Infinity War, and as you were saying, as you we mentioned before that contracts are up, you know. So right. actors, they're probably going to kill off some of these people in Infinity Anybody's War. Anybody's not renewing their contract. Yeah, basically. Gone, you know? And uh, and who knows? I mean, if, if, if you know, Robert Downey Jr. does is, – this is his last outing, you know, they could set this up where Peter takes over Stark. Maybe that's what they're setting up and then – Yeah, I mean they, they've already said that, you know, basically, you know, phase four <laughs> – Spider-Man is going to be the the head guy. Like he's going to the universe is pretty much going to revolve around him. Mhm. Yeah. And then so then I, yeah, he can be Stark and then Miles then we can have Miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like yeah. I said, they've already planned the Easter eggs for him already. Oh, I mean, what would you think about like uh Tony proposing to Pepper? Oh shit. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot. I, I forgot. I thought that was a big thing. I thought that was a big thing. I, I, like, I like, that's a big step right there. <laughs> yeah. I, it also makes Tony really like a piece of shit, especially since he was flirting with Aunt May like at the beginning of the movie, and he's almost about to be married. <laughs> yeah. Like, and especially like weren't they Tony. weren't they taking time off? Weren't they taking time off in Civil War? So yeah, that's what they said. They were taking time <laughs> off, things like that. And I thought, yep, uh, her contract's been canceled, but hey, there she is. She's right back there. So. Uh, funny thing about it in the comic books, actually, Pepper Potts ended up marrying Happy. So, oh, uh, I, well, good for him. Yeah, they, they, they didn't go there. So. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, like I said, I'm trying to think with anything else. They didn't really set up any. Uh, oh, I was loving the the last end credit scene. Oh yeah, that was fun. Like we all laughed our asses off. Like everybody in the theater <laughs> who stayed, like. <laughs> and then Chris out. Evans went, uh, how many more of these do I have to do? You know? yeah. <laughs> I, I love it that they had the corny Captain America uh, costume in that nobody ever likes. You know, they had that one in there. Yeah. To me, that was the most, like, that was the Captain America that I remember the comments. just like corny as hell. Like, so you're in detention. I know a thing <laughs> or two about that, you know? Yeah. Oh, and it's just funny that Captain America's teaching about gym class when he got all his powers from basically yeah. steroids. You know? <laughs> And he's probably a war criminal by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I also like how the, the none of the teachers gave a shit about anything that was going on. You know, uh, like uh, Peter just he just got up and left out of detention, and she was like, "Oh, where you going?" Oh well, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, Peter is building web shooters in shop class. Yeah. And he's blowing up shit, and the shop teacher doesn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally could be building a bomb right now. You wouldn't even know. Yeah, those are all like yeah, all again nods to John John Holmes <laughs> <laughs> to John Hughes movies. Yeah, I mean Rule were, 34. Or if you check on the internet, somebody will compare, <laughs> compare those two together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but nothing like the John Hughes. Uh, like they had few nods to his movies. Like you know when they had Spider Man running through the the field. You know, they had Ferris Bueller going in the background. Yeah. Oh, did you see it when he slid? Even though they wanted John John Hughes movie, when he slid into the room, uh, when he was talking to Aunt May, kind of like Tom Cruise on Risky Business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, oh, even the Captain 
Ferguson at the end. That's that's the uh the Ferris Bueller. Uh, oh family. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Deadpool parodied in his movie. Yeah, so they couldn't do it exactly like Deadpool did because Deadpool <laughs> already did it. So they, but it's more or less kind of like the same thing. So yeah, yeah. Oh, even just being in detention, kind of like remind you of Breakfast Club, you know? Yeah, and what's your face? Uh, Michelle MJ was like, "What are you doing here?" Oh, I, I'm not. I don't have detention. I'm just drawing people, you know. <laughs> like, you know. Right, right. She was just there just for no reason. Yeah, you know? like uh, what's her? Was it Ali Sheedy, the basket case? character in breakfast club yeah so right i think it was some other like john hughes actors in there also like peppered in like they made like like few cameos you know mm-hmm. but yeah. i don't know i didn't get a chance to take take them out of anything like that but yeah like i said awesome awesome movie uh marvel can't seem to lose it is just it's just <laughs> they seem like they get better cranking out these movies you know it's just just awesome uh I want to do since we like to talk about Spider-Man. I don't want to. We're gonna rank the 2017 movie superhero movies so far. Oh, wow. not Spider-Man movie because we know we got because we were. Am I, am I still here? Yeah, I, 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 you're springing this on me, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Honestly, I'm springing on myself because I just thought about it. Because <laughs> we already we already kind of just named the first three we like. So let's go ahead and say what what are prepare. there? I'm trying to like what. I, how many are like just in 2017, right? Just in 2017. Let me ask you this before we start. We're gonna okay. We're gonna name it's it's uh one two three four. It's four movies so far. It's four movies so far. Five if you count Lego Batman. First off, have you seen Lego Batman? Yeah, I did. Okay, so five movies. What about Power Rangers? <laughs> nope, doesn't count. Uh, I haven't Power seen it anyway. <laughs> Transformers doesn't count, and that that's another thing. So just Mar- Marvel DC. Stop- Marvel DC, exactly. I want yeah. everybody to stop counting Transformers as a comic book movie. It is not a comic movie. I've I've seen way too many posts online. Uh, Transformers. I'm sick of these superhero movies. It's not. Don't group that in there. Don't even group Power Rangers in there because Power Rangers. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. It's it's some other stuff. It's not comic book movies. So, but yeah, I guess we got five movies to deal. So I guess we can start off. So what was your least favorite going to the top so we got top five um top five are, are we count we're counting lego lego batman are you seen i seen it you seen it so um, yeah we're counting lego batman. sure i'll do lego batman right there okay so that's that's your number five okay yeah. all right uh i guess i can go my number five will be uh logan oh really okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah logan i I, it didn't it didn't blow me away like it did everybody else. You know, I thought it was a little bit too sad, too depressing. I kinda <laughs> wanted Wolverine array rated R, you know, just chop up people and, you know, make jokes, not, you know, everybody crying at the end of the movie, you know. <laughs> That's just me. Just Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, but uh, you can go with your number four. Number four. Shit. What 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 other movies do we have? To... Right, trying to think how, about what how, movies actually how, came how, out, yeah. How many how many? We're top five? Top five, yeah, we we. Yeah. Oh, we're counting Spider Man, and we're yep. top. Uh, uh, top number four would be uh, Guardians. Fuck it. Okay, okay, okay. Guardians. Let me see. I'm trying to think. What are the movies? Oh yeah, number four for me would be. I don't know. Four. Lego Batman. Yep. Okay. That's cool. Yep. Good movie. Matter of fact, it was uh, pretty funny. Uh, I like the inside jokes they had on it, and yeah, yeah, pretty cool. 
Okay. I have fun. But yeah, uh, dad wait, number three. Number three, I'll I'll, I'll do Spider Man number three. Okay, okay, Spider Man number three for you. Uh, my number three will be. So I think what we got left. Da, 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 da. Wonder Woman. Okay. Yep. Also, oh. movie. It would be high, but the third act, man, the third act. Yeah, true. Well, fuck it. My number two will be fucking Wonder Woman. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, number two though. So. <laughs> it's number two. <laughs> All right. So my number two will be. Uh, oh yeah, Guardians. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I love Guardians, man. They they nail ego when they show him. I'm like, man, they're fighting the fucking planet. That blew me away. You just you just just show up and take my money at that point. So. Um. Man. And then my number one would be Logan, just because, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wow. Like, wo- so you're, no, you're number one, my number five. Wow. Yeah, yeah. My Wolverine was finally wasn't a pussy, <laughs> <laughs> even though he dies at the end. Like I a feel pussy. like he kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He died like a pussy, but goddamn, you know. <laughs> finally, after finally, he was in a movie that I liked. Well, I liked. Uh, yeah. Days of Future Past. That was pretty good. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, the, the second Wolverine movie, I felt like that one did. And suck. The second Wolverine movie. Is that the one where he goes to Japan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hated that one. I, they took his shield. I, I, I they, didn't hate it. I, I was happy that it didn't suck. That's all. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. It was better than the first one. It was, but they took away his healing factor for halfway, half the movie. And like, he's running away from ninjas with arrows. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but they did that in the third movie. <laughs> they took away his healing factor in the third movie. Yeah, but he was old. <laughs> <laughs> he still healed. It was just slower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And my number one is Spider Man. Like I said, we just talked about uh why these movies or whatever. So I guess less rest of the year we have uh Thor and then like the very month after the Just Leaks, so just two yeah, more movies Justice left. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Thor, not, not worried about it, it's gonna be awesome. We already know. Just League, jury's out. We'll see. Yeah. Right, I'm not even hundred percent sure Just League's even gonna come out this year. <laughs> So I, I have a bad feeling. I don't know. But but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So like I said, we talked about that. Now we can move into the comic book portion of of this the podcast. And Eli, I know you have one, but since we're doing Spider Man, I'm just gonna do like an old eighties uh Marvel comic and just kinda tie it into it because I didn't read shit this week. Shit okay. I'll read something next week. Don't worry, uh listeners, I will read something. And it'll be a bunch of shit, and, and yeah, and I will we will have a deep discussion. But for right now, I will talk about Avengers three uh three seventeen. Avengers three seventeen. Avengers. I thought you were gonna talk about Spider Man. Avengers. I thought you. I thought you. Were, I, I, thought, I thought you were gonna talk about Craven's Last Hunt or some shit. No. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to move it back to the Avengers. Now the reason I'm bringing it back to Avengers is because this is actually the issue. Where Spider-Man joins the Avengers, like becomes an official member. Oh, okay. so that, that's why I'm bringing that what one is she, up. What is she? So the now? funny thing, uh, Avengers three three seventeen. It's like in the eighties or nineties, something like that. Because okay. the thing is, the Avengers have been trying to recruit Spider-Man like since they got started. They've always been trying to recruit Spider-Man, but Spider-Man always like, nah, I'm busy. I don't like to be a team thing like that. I like to do my own thing. But things turned around in like the early eighties when he had a run in when he had uh was talking to She-Hulk on the side. And he was asking, oh, you, and Spider-Man messed with her. He was like, oh, I guess you like to be an Avenger, huh? Uh, how's that like? And she's like, yeah, it's fun. Uh, we can pay 5000 a week, uh, 5000 a month. He was like, wait, you can pay how much? 
So he didn't know that the Avengers got paid. See, he know when he tried to become a Fantastic Four manager, they do they the the Fantastic Four pro bono. They don't oh yeah, paid. they don't get, get paid. paid. That's right. Yeah. They don't get paid. But the <laughs> Avengers have a thousand uh, dollar a month stipend. So actually, no, four thousand dollars a month. So that's more money than he makes now. He's like, wow. So I can be just be an Avenger, just quit all this other bullshit I'm doing, and just make money and pay off my bills, pay off my student loans, get on May out the house, stuff like that. Okay, I can be an Avenger. But here's what happened: he couldn't be an Avenger. Because the government shut him down, they were like, "Spider-Man's gonna." Because back to, uh, in the comics, the Avengers were always working under the UN and had like a, a government sponsor thing like that. So, oh wait a minute, Spider-Man, the menace, the guy that's always in the news, the guy that the Daily Bugle bashes all the time, the criminal. Hell no, he would not be an Avenger. <laughs> so they shut that down quick. But something happened. The Avengers kind of weren't with the government, anything like that. So Spider-Man kind of teamed up with them again, and in issue three seventeen. He kind of saved the day as Captain America, like, hey, you want to be an Avenger? You might as well. It's been long enough. And Spider-Man like, yeah, it's been long enough. Okay, I'll be an Avenger. So 317, Spider-Man joins the Avengers. Issue 318, Captain America fires him, and he's no longer an Avenger. <laughs> Here's what happened. Uh, Captain America, see, the Avengers are pretty much like a military unit. They're like in the, in the movies, but they're really like that in the comic books. Like Captain America runs them like a military unit. Like when he says maneuver B, or maneuver seven, you know they they move into action. Spider Man just kind of just does with his own thing. So when Captain America gives a direct order, you obey it. Spider Man doesn't do direct orders. He kind of just, oh yeah, I heard what Captain America do, but I'm gonna kind of do my own thing. He kind of fucked up. Let the supervillain lose. The supervillain starts smashing all shit and almost destroyed the universe. They were able to get him, but Captain America took him like, yeah, Spider Man, you're fired. <laughs> but Spider Man did come back like a few years later. Maybe like a year or two later, and he was put on the reserve team for a little while, things like that. But yeah, that was the official time Spider-Man became an Avenger. So yes, Spider-Man did officially become an Avenger, like back in the 80s, 90s, and like that. And the rule is, once you become an Avenger, you actually really can't be fired. You're always an Avenger. They just don't fuck with you. You know, kind of like Falcon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're over there somewhere. We'll call you when we need you, but we're never really going to call you. You know. Yeah. So. But that's all I got on that. Uh, Eli, you have a book that I actually wanted to talk about. When Well, I want to discuss, but you go ahead and start with that. Okay, yes. Um, this was – I, I uh, got it for, um, from Outright Geekery uh, to review. I figured I'll review it on the show. Fuck it. You know, I haven't had time to write anything lately. I've been just working my ass off lately. So – but I had – I got the trade paperback of Serenity – the new Serenity book, uh, the No Power in the Verse trade paperback, and, uh, and now yeah. when you say Serenity, you mean you mean like Firefly Serenity? Yep, Firefly, the comics. Yeah, oh, yeah. they know they had a book. Okay, Come yeah, on. they they've been going for a while. Um, they yeah, ever since the show ended, they've been doing random books here and there. There's like a Shepherd's book where they they go into uh, uh, Shepherd's uh, backstory, and you know. Um, but the, this one, this uh, No Power in the Verse, is a continuation of the last uh, story arc, the uh, Leaves on the Wind story arc, which was really good, which is directly after the Serenity movie. It takes place okay. after the events of the movie. Um, and this one um, is a continuation of that. Um, don't know how familiar you are with what's been going on, but basically – um, Zoe, you know, Wash has been killed. If you've seen the movie, Wash died, but Zoe Spoiler. was, pre yes, Zoe, Zoe was pregnant. 
Yeah, ten years later, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. But um yeah, Zoe was pregnant and she has a baby that they name Emma. Um and let's see, in in the last in in the in the last story arc, it was revealed that there was more um more children, more girls that were like River. Uh River's the uh the super soldier that they were trying to create, you know. Right. She yeah, is Summer now, Glau. Yeah, Summer Glau. Yeah, she's now the pilot of she she took over uh, as pilot and they discovered that there's more survivors or more girl children like her and they actually find some. And uh and one of them is now uh one of the crew now. So it's like River and I think her name is Iris. They both they're they're both like super soldier weapons. Um and there's also one of the, the the alliance has an operative named Kalista who is also one of those super weapons. So they're they're she's kind of after that. And that was like the last story arc. Well, on this one, this story, uh, no power in the verse. This book starts out where they the crew gets um, hired by this uh, sort of radical to break out one of their friends who's a resistance fighter. Ever since Mal and them, ever since the crew of Serenity broke that thing about Miranda, remember in the movie, the Miranda, that planet that was, um, that the Alliance tried to... Making the Reavers. Yeah, yeah. Once they exposed that information and let everybody know what's going on, now there's this big, strong resistance. So they're revered as folk heroes and... They inspired this like this this sort of re- rebel alliance that wants to go against the government now, and um, they hold they have Mal is like a hero to them, and um, so there's so in this story yeah she, they get hired to break out this uh, resistance fighter from this from this prison, and, and it's basically all about that. Um, River ends up finding Kalista, which is uh, the the alliance operative with all the superpowers that she has, and they end up turning River against the crew at one point. Um, because they, okay. you know, with the hypnosis thing that they have, those subliminal messages, those trigger words and shit, um, there's that going on. But um, and it, it turns out that the the woman who hired them is actually planning some giant, like bombing attack on the alliance. Um, and this sort of puts into question of where do, where where do we draw the line on revolution and just straight up terrorism? You know, so that's what they're wrestling with. You know, they're like, do you know, by yeah, we want to take down the alliance. We want to we want to take down the government, but we don't want to murder a bunch of innocent people in the process. So that raises that question. Right. And, um, and yeah, and uh, it they end up yeah they end up blowing the the woman ends up blowing up these ships with all these innocent people on it at the end. Um, and then of course, you know, the crew has to take off, and now they're you know. They're wanted. They're wanted terrorists now, um, and that's where that's where it ended. But it's still. It was, I mean, if you're a fan of the show, these books are are basically extended. They're basically see the next seasons of the show. You know. Now let me ask you this: How involved is Josh Whedon with this? Um, I think he oversees one. I. Uh, it was it Zach Whedon or his brother or something helped write. Wrote, co-wrote the last story, the the leaves on the wind story arc. Okay, because because I remember Josh Whedon, like he he specifically wrote 
like the next season, like the comic version of Angel and the comic of Buffy. Like that was like he wrote that, you know. So I didn't know how involved he was with Firefly yeah, and or as, Serenity. You know? Yeah, and as far as I know, the writer was it Chris Robertson or whatever. I guess he worked on Buffy and uh, he's worked on um, like Whedon books before. So and the art too. It's like they they're basically artists that has worked on Buffy and Angel books in the past. So and and the likeness of the they they capture. I mean, it, they capture the characters pretty well as far as their back and forth, their banter, how they talk. I mean, they're pretty much just like on the show, which is what makes it so cool. So, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, any fans of Firefly or Serenity, uh, yeah, I, I recommend these books. I give, I mean, and the cool thing about this trade, it also uh, came with uh, a comic that I got on Free Comic Book Day. I think it was last year called The Warrior in the Wind. And it's um, basically a story where River is telling the baby, Zoe's baby, a, a story about um, kind of about how Zoe and Wash met, um, and it's actually very. It was, it, 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 you know, it, it got me a little misty eyed at, at one point. It was, it was a really nice story. And I got, yeah, like I said, it was. I got it for free Comic Book Day, but it's including in the. It's included in this trade paperback, so um, which was really nice. So yeah, I mean, wow. I, 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 I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know that even existed. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been. Doing them for a while. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of. I, I haven't even read them all, but uh, yeah, there's other story acts. But these, but these ones are after the movie survey, so they're continuing on. So, oh yeah, and Malin yeah. and Nara, you know, the companion and Nara, they're an item. Right. Yeah, she stayed on the ship. Um, she got her once she date once the alliance found out that she um, helped leak that information about the planet Miranda. Now she got her companion license revoked. Now she's a fugitive. So she's on the ship with Matt and they're, a, they're an item now. Um, Kaylee okay. and Simon, the doctor, they're an item, you know, the mechanic and the doctor. Right. Cause they've they're always on, been kind of going back and forth. Yeah. 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 And then, and then they have a, a baby. There's a baby on, on board now. And that, and that's, that just adds to the, to the tension. Cause now they have another mouth to that, that's the thing. They're always struggling. Okay, so is yeah. Jane still Jane still on there? Yeah, Jane. Yeah, Jane's back because Jane left. Jane was gone for a while in the last series, but those resistance right, fighters. I, I remember yeah. he always tried to screw. He always tried to screw the team over. You know. Yeah, he left for a while, but those resistance fighters tracked him down, and they're like, "We're gonna pay. We want to pay you to find Malcolm Reynolds and the Firefly and the the Serenity ship." And so that's what that that was the last story arc, and they they end up finding. Him. And he join he he rejoins the crew, so yeah, Jane's back. Okay, because okay. I, I I thought eventually he was gonna do something bad if the man was just gonna just shoot him and just be done. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He he was always my favorite character just because you just never knew what was gonna happen with him. Yeah, and and he's trying so hard to be nice to Zoe and and uh, and the baby. He like he want. There's a scene where he he left one of the doors open to the bay to the the docking bay in the ship and then the baby got out and almost fell off the well did fall off the catwalk and river had to catch her and she yeah. like jig like you know you know he just started screaming at jane and but jane's like trying really hard to like be nice to the baby i think that the baby the baby's bringing out this this sort of humanity uh uh, side to Jane, where he used to be just a thug. Now he's like, oh wow, it's this baby, and he's trying to be nice, but he keeps fucking up because he's Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So. Oh man, that's that's oh there's uh there's one one character on there that didn't show up in the movie that I was hoping would show up again. Did Saren ever show back up? Saren. Um You you remember Saren. Uh Saren was Mal's wife. Oh Saf Safran. Safran. No, she she didn't show back up. But um in the last issue or the last um in the leaves on the wind, that early, that that assassin guy, that bounty hunter that boarded their ship at the end, I think it was one of yeah, the last that, episodes. He shows back up. Yeah, he shows back up, and he's working with the operative, and so did the, the operative, the uh, Kalista, and then the operative from Serenity. You remember uh, what's his face, Chiwadel Ijafor, that guy. Yeah. He's just he's just they they, they just call him the operative because I have no rank or name. You know, I don't exist. He's he he was he shows up in the last book too, um, and Zoe I think kills. They don't show what happens, but yeah, Zoe kills him. Wow! Which is yeah, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a really awesome scene. Like he ends up, you know, because you know you remember the movie Serenity, Mal lets him go, right? And, and then he shows up in this one and actually helps the crew during that whole opera breaking Zoe out because Zoe gets uh, imprisoned. Zoe. Basically has a baby and complications from labor. She needs to go to a hospital. So they, you know, um, Simon didn't have any uh, enough equipment to do it on board. So they bring her to an alliance hospital, and they end up arresting her and they throw her in prison. And then the crew has to get her out. You know, meanwhile they have Kalista and 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 early that other assassin after them, and then that operative, you know, Chiwadel Ajafor's character is, is helping the Serenity crew with that whole operation. And at the end, when they escape, everything's fine. But then Zoe tracks down uh, the operative and she's like, you know, because of you and yours, my, my, my kid has no father and it doesn't show what happens. Like one of us is going to die here. And then it doesn't show what happens. But then a few hours later, Zoe shows back up to the ship and, and uh, Mal, Mal is like, you okay? Everything okay? And, she, and I think she goes, get in there, sir. <laughs> that's it. That's all she says. And that was like the end of the comic. It was a cool-ass story. <laughs> like, cool. Well, now, yeah. now I got to watch Firefly tonight again for like the millionth time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, I can't do that because I got to watch Castlevania. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is that on continue? Yeah. Yeah. It oh, came out yesterday. I was oh, going to watch it, but yeah, I didn't get Or did it come out? Yeah, it came out yesterday, but I thought it would come out today. Haven't watched it at all. So to be continued – <laughs> Next episode, we will talk about Castlevania. All right, just not tonight, but yeah, we will do it. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, we got it. Got pretty much everything. I don't think there's anything left on there. Anything else you want to address, Eli? I think we got it. Yep. So, uh, just like I said, we have uh our comic book bullet podcast. Outward Geekery does have a bunch of other podcasts going on. We do have Get Valiant. We do have Tools of Destruction. We do have uh. Uh, weekend, weekend. Oh, I fucked that up. I'm sorry. Right, right. <laughs> That's an awesome that. title, though. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, maybe you need to change it to that. But anyway, uh, for everybody else, tune in next time, and we will let you know what's going on. I'm Leroy. And we'll talk to you later.
Yeah. 